welcome to the Fellowship Broadcast, the radio voice of the Fellowship Track League. We have been printing gospel tracks since 1978. The prayers and support of God's people have enabled us to print and ship more than 5 billion gospel tracks to 200 countries and territories. Tracks are printed in 90 languages, including English and Spanish, and are offered free to anyone who requests them. The Fellowship Broadcast and the Fellowship Track League are local church ministries of Fellowship Baptist Church in Lebanon, Ohio. Our pastor is William Burroughs. He's heard every Wednesday on this program. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Fellowship Broadcast. Thank you so much for your prayers and support of the Fellowship Track League. We thank the Lord for it and what he is doing through it. Pastor Burroughs will be along in just a little bit with a message about with God, all things are possible. But first, here's a song from the Rochesters here on the Fellowship Broadcast. Live to love him more by 
You're listening to the Fellowship Broadcast, heard daily at this time. All tracks are sent free as the Lord provides. To request an English or Spanish sample packet or to make a tax-deductible donation, contact the Fellowship Track League at 513-494-1075 or on the web at fellowshiptrackleague.org or write to us at P.O. Box 164, Lebanon, Ohio, 45036. Thank you for giving to help us reach those who have never heard the gospel. Hello, this is Pastor Burroughs. I want to thank you for listening to the broadcast today. We're going to pick up where we left off last week, that with God all things are possible. I think with man, we have a big problem that we have a low estimation of God, and it ends up becoming a low living before God. We have a low estimation of God, and that's why we don't glorify Him as we should. We have a low estimation of God, and that's why we have low expectations from God. You know, in Isaiah 57, verse 15, it says, Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite heart and humble spirit. I'm sorry, that is of a contrite and humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. We looked at last week, Psalm 113, and verse 6 says, Who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. God is so great, God is so holy, that he's got to humble himself to even look on creation. And in verse 15 of Isaiah 57 that we just looked at, I mean, that God, he says, I dwell in the high and lofty place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit. Isn't that something? God Almighty that's so great, so lofty, so powerful. I mean, he's got to humble himself to look at creation. He inhabits eternity and dwells in the high and lofty holy place. And he also dwells in the one that's con- of a contrite and humble spirit. When a man's broken for his sin, oh, and he'll turn to God and seek forgiveness and place his faith in Christ, God will save that individual. Maybe he's just broken because of bad choices, humbled. Who knows what caused him to be humble? But he cries out to God. God dwells with that one. Why? He says to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. We looked at last week in Matthew 19, verse 26, that with like Jesus beheld him and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Listen, God can do anything, friend. And we talked about how hard it was for a rich man to get saved, but God can save a rich man. Why? Because with God all things are possible. You know, we talked about how hard it is for a religious man to get saved, but you know what? With God all things are possible. You think about Nicodemus. He was not only... A religious man, he was very wealthy, and before John's, the book of John is over, we see that man getting saved. No, I'll tell you, it's hard for a religious man to get saved because he trusts in himself, and it's hard for a rich man to get saved because they trust in their money. Many times they're, oh, they give to this charity, they give to this, you know, Salvation Army, whatever it is, Goodwill and United Way and all these things. Think they're going to somehow merit favor with God, that God's got a scale. God doesn't have some scale. No, my friend. When you realize that you're an old sinner and you come to him, I don't care if you're rich or religious, whatever you are, wicked and ungodly, if you'll come to him and seek forgiveness and place your faith in Christ, God will forgive you and save you. But there's no other plan of redemption. Somebody asked me about, we had something going on at church a while back, and they said, what's plan B? And I said, we don't have a plan B. This is it. If this don't work, this ain't going to happen. You know, when it comes to salvation, there is no plan B. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Listen. Rich man trusts his wealth, still can be saved. 
but he's got to be contrite, broken over his sin, humble himself before God. Religious, same thing. They got to realize, you know what? They're not good enough to enter heaven. And the rebellious we looked at. Ah, oh, the invitation, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as wool. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. You see, with God, all things are possible. Here, heaven can be reigned. Amen. Gained, I should say. Sin forgiven, the sinner reconciled to God. The rich, the religious, the rebellious, it matters not. With God, all things are possible. Maybe you're out there today and you're so, you know, you've been living a wicked, ungodly life that God's not pleased with. You know what? He, he can forgive you and he can save you. Why don't you turn to him today? Bend that old knee. Ask him to forgive you and save you. Well, the home. We're talking about with God, all things are possible. You know, it's possible for you to have a good home. Ephesians 5 and, you know, verses 24 through 33, I just love that text for help in the home. But one of the verses I like a lot is verse 33. You know, nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Listen, I've seen so many marriages on the rocks, shipwrecked, and all but sunk. And you might say, man, this marriage is impossible. But with God, I say all things are possible. You know, if you'll take God's manual, his instruction manual, you'll find that you can have a fine Christian home. That's right. You just do it God's way. Man, you love your wife. Ladies, it says reverence your husband. I like that to a, a high form of respect. Listen, you ought to think highly of your man. Amen, you should. You should think highly of your man. Man, you need that. You know that. You need to be respected. And your wife needs to be loved. You, you say, well, I love her. You know, a guy I know used to say, well, I told my wife when I got married, I love her. And if I change her mind, I'll tell her. Well, that, that's dumb. Listen, you ought to tell your wife you love her every day. You know what? You ought, to, you ought to love her in such a way that she knows she's loved. Amen? Well, you can't. It says lo loving her as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, right? In Ephesians chapter 5 there. Well, my goodness, that, that means that was an unlimited love. I mean, he gave it all. My friends, you'll never you'll be too guilty of loving your wife too much, treating her well. No, leading her in the ways of the Lord. No, you won't. No, no, my friend. Listen. It's possible for you to have a wonderful, fine Christian home. And, you know, health. One more letter here, H. You know, I've seen God's word, sight given to the blind, lepers cleansed, lame to walk again, deaf to hear. Listen, I, I'll tell you, I've seen personally God do the impossible in people's lives. I mean, just take God's word at faith and just do it, face value. Just He said it, we did it. You know what? And they did, God did the impossible. You know, Matthew 9, verse 27 through 30, there's something that's I notice in these all these miracles in the Bible, though. There's something that stands out at me. And I'm going to tell you the points, and I know in the case we run low on time, is every one of them that got a miracle, they besought Christ for it, and they believed Christ that he'd do it. And there's a lot of people that need a miracle, need Christ to do the impossible, but they're not doing that. Okay? And it isn't a perfect faith, but they're doing it. They're coming to Christ and they're begging him and pleading him. I'm going to go to one text. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20. Look at verse 29. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. Behold, two men, two blind men, sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Oh, they know his person. And they must believe in him, right? Because they believe in his very person. They believe in his power that he can heal them. It says, And the multitude rebuked them. Because they should hold their peace, but they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. You know, a lot of people don't get help because they're too proud to admit they need help. These men didn't care what anybody thought. All right? I mean, this isn't the only place. The lepers, they cried aloud. They shouted out loud. They wanted to be healed. And there's a lot of people that act like they got it all together, and you don't have it all together. And you won't beg, and you won't plead to God for help. 
But every miracle I see, they, the other blind men, they followed him all the way to the house. Listen, there's something that just stands out there, and that is, to me, and that is people that seen the miracles of God, seen Jesus Christ do great things for them, they besought him to do it. The Bible says, you have not because you ask not. And we get so proud, and we act like we have all of our ducks together, and we don't. Stop acting like you do. Listen, get a good brother or sister in Christ that you can trust and tell them some things you're struggling with and have them pray with you and you get a hold of God. And stop, you know, we got to get to this place where we just don't care what other people think. Amen. We need to see a miracle. Well, let's act like we need to see a miracle and pray like we need to see a miracle and let's beg and beseech God for it. You know, many times we have not because we ask not. But if we are going to pray that way, we need to believe the Lord for it, don't we? That's right. We need to believe the Lord for it. My friends, we're running out of time today, and I, I know it's late. My friend, is that you today? You need the impossible done? Well, with God, all things are possible. And I encourage you today, beseech the Lord. Ask Him to help you. Maybe get other people involved. Pray for it. Beg Him. Plead with Him. That one that is so high and lofty and sits, you know, dwells in eternity and, you know, sits in the holy, you know what? He also comes down and dwells with a contrite and humble man to revive him. And oh, God would do it for you today. My friends, thanks for listening to the broadcast. May God bless you. You have been listening to the Fellowship Broadcast. Be sure to tune in again and invite someone to listen with you. This is Bruce DeLang signing off with this thought. I'm on my way to heaven and enjoying the journey. Are you?